Welcome everybody to Viva La Derby's 5x5 Roller Derby Championship podcast. I am the Big Kahuna. I'm Sylv. I'm Kiki Chaos. Sylv, Kiki Chaos, thank you for joining me tonight. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. I'm doing pretty cruisy tonight. There's only the three of us this time around. Denominator, showing a distinct lack of commitment to Sparkle Motion. Often a date night, apparently. Date night. <laughs> Lucky Johnny, but um, I guess we're, we're going to soldier on anyway because we're the ones who are committed to, uh, you know, the podcast and to the the roller derby community. Unlike some, <laughs> but <Good> trip. <laughs> we're recording this uh, the week of round four, the week the, the week before round four coming up. We've come, we've come off round three, so we're going to go through all the results of round three, recap exactly what happened. Let's talk about what's coming up in round four and make some predictions as well. But it's been a little while now, so we were talking off-air, Kiki, and you said that sometimes you uh, have trouble remembering back to the last round. It feels so long ago. So we'll do the best we can to recap it and bring back all the memories for you. This last round three was on the 18th of May, uh, and it was hosted by Inner West at Sydney Boys High School. Uh, Of course, as with every round of 5x5, it was a doubleheader, and it opened with Central Coast Roller Girls Valkyries up against Blue Mountains Roller Derby League's Free Sisters. And this was the bout which was coming into round three. I mentioned in the Mm -hmm. last podcast that both teams were undefeated up until that point. Both teams were on top of the ladder as far as points um, earned, and the only thing separating the two was point differential. So it was set up and hyped up, mostly by me, <laughs> to be a massive batter. And, and based on the, the the skaters on the teams, the, the performances they'd put in the past, um, I was excited by it. Um, leading up to round three, um, Kiki, what was CCRG's sort of mentality coming into the round, knowing that it was up against the, the fellow top-of-the-table Blue Mountains? Well, it was surprisingly chilled, actually. We were just sort of working, plodding along, doing what we usually do, tried a few more things, um, new plays and so forth. Training was still the same. But I think the girls were more excited than anything else. Um, There was a bit of hype as per you, (laughs) from you, but um, back on the home camp, it was same old, same old and just keep on keeping, you know. So, um, but it was, we, we always buzz, you know, as soon as we get there, we all get in mo- into mode and, um, yeah, we're more excited than anything else. Business as usual for the Valkyries? Yeah, um, at, in on training-wise, yes, but um, on bout day, you always get the, um, the anticipation, maybe a bit of nerves and then just the excitement kicks in. Now, one of the things that I had said and people sort of, you know, in the know, I guess, as far as analysis goes, if people can look objectively at the teams playing and not necessarily let their fandom or their bias, we're all fiercely loyal and passionate about our own teams. But if you can look at a team, you know, with objective eyes and and really, I guess, look at it like a sport rather than your family and your sisters that are doing doing battle, um, one of the things that... Blue Mountains was renowned for was their attack. They they got four or five jammers 
um, that can really put on some points. And I guess the the going into it, it's not that CCRG doesn't. I mean, Tini and Hannah Beldecta, as well as Hayes Demon, have been ripping up scores and are on top of the jam and leaderboard. But it was almost like Blue Mounds is more offensive and CCRG has got a better defense. So it's going to be who, which one wins out, I guess. Um, turns out that defense won on the day a little bit more. Blue Mountain's not able to put up the points that they're usually accustomed to. Um, at half time, um, surprising everyone in the venue, I think CCRG one twenty seven to fifty for Blue Mountains at Oranges. Um, you're the AC or the alternate captain for the Valkyries, Kiki. What was going through the team's mind, or at least your mind, during the bout at that point? You know, coming out such a big lead at half time. Um, well, on the bench, it it was quite calm. Um, I was I was point watching. I was a board watching and game watching only. Do you know what I mean? So it was um, it was really jam by jam for us. So uh, we found that we looked at the game and how it was played in the first half going off, and we said, right, well, these are the areas that we need to work on. This is where we've got to go now. Let's get back on there and have another go at it. Is it how you expected it to go? Is that what you were thinking? No, look, it, me personally, I, I was coming into the game knowing that Blue Mountains do have their jammer strong. They're definitely jammer strong. So you have to take that into consideration training and also um, with your lineups and so forth like that. On the day, though, I think you just get caught up in the, mo- the, the moment and you've got two minutes out there or up to two minutes out there and you've just got to make the most of it. So we were trying to play our game and um, it was working on the day. Now, sometimes um, in sports, there's a saying that goes around that it, 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 it's a little bit iffy. Sometimes people say, they didn't win the game, we lost it. Now, do you think that... Mm-hmm. CCRG, do you think you you really dominated and, and played out of your skin, awesome to win that way, or do you think maybe Blue Mountains wasn't what they're supposed, what they usually are, and maybe they weren't quite in it themselves, or was it a combination of both? Maybe. I think it was a combination of both, from my perspective, and um, talking to a couple of the Blue Mountains girls post bout, um, they were saying a couple of them were saying it wasn't um, their strongest thing. So I think it definitely was a combination. Like, I'm not going to stand up and say that, you know, yes, I do think CCRG is fantastic. That's my home. Um, do I think it was a phenomenal game? I think it was a well-played game and we played the game um, the smartest way we could on the day. Yeah, they definitely seem to not be their, their normal selves anyway. Power jams were really the difference on the day, I think. A lot of their jammers going to the box, giving plenty of opportunity for the Valkyries to take it out. As I said, it was 127 to 50 at half time. Second half was 162 to 57, giving a win to Central Coast Valkyries, 289 to 107. Was there anything else that particularly stood out for you at that bout, Kiki? That I had to wear a dress at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, tell us about why you had to wear a dress at the end of it. Oh, look, I. I did put out there that as an incentive, if it was a 100-point difference, I'd put in a dress. And, you know, anyone that knows me well, is I'm, I'm not prone to the, to the dress side of things. So to hear the girls on the bench and also 
the SRG crew in the on the suicide line yelling out second dress, second dress when it was getting up to 200, almost 200 point um, difference. That that's I was starting to get a bit worried. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so what would have happened? Because I've got that I've had to wear, and, and that's what worried me. But yeah, it was like it was an incentive for the for the girls. We always like to have a bit of fun, and and um, you know they did. Uh, hats off to CCRG. They go out, you know, go out all all heart, and and we love our bumps and giggles. So you know, it just adds a bit of fun to it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I wanted to ask you about, I remember on the day specifically, now, you're uh, the AC now, so you're your bench coach on the sidelines there. I, I did a bit of it last year, and Sylv, you're going to be uh, trying your hand at line-up managing as well for the Kamikazes now. One thing I've always found interesting is the way that uh, different teams set up their benches. Um I, I remember when I first started getting to Derby, uh, reading the Yahoo group's uh, Roller Derby Coaches group, they actually called this system the Sydney setup. And I think Sydney actually pioneered what? it where you have your next lineup coming up, you know, the seats are sort of facing each other so they can actually talk to each other in the lineup. And that's very common now to get the next lineup to start talking, communicating, not necessarily looking at the game or the jam, but actually talking to each other and having their, their stuff set up prior to the taking to the track. One time during the power, and I, it wasn't one time, it was the whole game, but I looked over and CCRG take it to the next level and have sure. the girls facing the complete opposite direction and have their back to the bout, just facing their back to the bout. Tell me about that. Uh, it's not meant to be disrespectful. It's more, we get excited. So we found for us, the best thing to do is not to be, that those are on the bench ready to go up. They're not facing the game. They're, just they're looking talking at the wall. to their teammates. <laughs> they're talking to the wall. Whatever we need to do, so our energy and focus on what's happened, not um, what we can't change or we, we, you know, we don't have an impact on the bench. Um, you know, the girls are pretty loud. You know, the girls, Kahuna. <laughs> I do, I do. I love it. So it's in our own little world. It's funny when you just look over and it's just they're facing the wall. I'm like, what is? <laughs> and in the um, last in the last jam, it was um, okay. We all looked at each other and went, okay, so everyone can turn around. And I reckon we, yeah, I think we're good to turn around now. And everyone just turned around when Teeny was skating for the last one because we knew at that stage that we were able to do that and um, it wasn't going to impact anyone. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it seems to be working, and and maybe uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We're going to continue to see the Valkyries with their back to the jam, and maybe other teams copying it. Um, Two eighty nine to one hundred seven, a big win to Central Coast Valkyries. Top scorers in that game, as usual. Teeny Flatini racking up a million points, or more accurately, one hundred nine. Casey <laughs> Demon one hundred two, which puts her at top of the jammer list um, as far yeah. as points scored for the season. And Hannibal Dector fifty three. Now, Hannibal yep. Dector actually left the game a little bit early. She was, yeah, she had an, in, uh, an injury. She's good to go now. She's feeling a lot better. But, yeah, she had an injury on that on that occasion. So we give each of the skaters the space they need when they need it, basically. 
and probably one of the only reasons why she, her, her points were so limited is that she was actually she was knocked out for a while. Um, it's good to hear that she's okay and she'll be taken to the track this Saturday. Definitely, definitely. MVPs for the match were Allure and Kill for CCRG Yay. and Blood Red Penny for Blue Mountains Roller Derby League. Of course, Central Coast go on to their fourth bout. Four out of four they're going to be playing and have their, their only buy in the fifth round. Blue Mountains actually have a, a, a buy, and after that bout, you know, they're probably going to use the rest and retool. And I mean, they've already had a home bout, their first intra-league bout last or two weeks ago now, so they're, they're sort of looking to re- retool, I think, and come back strong in round five. Syl, have you got anything to add to that bout? Um, unfortunately not, because I wasn't there that night. I was sick. Ah, oh, I thought you were. I thought you liked roller derby and were committed to, <laughs> you know. I don't like roller derby. I love roller derby. Okay. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> About two of the evening saw. Home team, the host, hosting league, Inner West Roller Derby League's Bulletproof West, take on Southside Derby Dolls, The Force. Obviously, with the two teams, a, a big lopsided inexperience here. I think Inner West came out strong in round two in their debut for the, the season, showing some really good skills against Blue Mountains. But Southside, after losing to Central Coast in the first round, having a bye in the second, really wanted to come out and make an impact. And they they did that on the scoreboard anyway. Now, Kiki, you said that you um, gave an incentive to your team that if they scored more than 100 points, you'd wear a dress. And I heard you guys had a similar thing happening as well. Yeah, our Southside Derby Dolls, big supporter of various charitable causes. We were partaking in the Million Paws Walk the day after the bout. And um, bench coach Aprila the Hun, as generous as she is, said to the team that for every point differential they put on Inner West, um, she'd be donating $1 to the RSPCA Million Paws Walk. And I think that was all the girls needed to <laughs> for, for incentive to rack up a big score and put <laughs> Aprila the Hun into the poorhouse because she's going to be she made a massive donation. To <laughs> to the Million Paws Walk RSPCA, so they're very lucky that the Southside Derby Dolls had their back in that one. I think um, it was the biggest score of the tournament, uh, biggest point differential, first time I've actually seen a 400 point game, um, and it ended with Southside Derby Dolls 403 to Inner West 74. You got any input on that, Kiki? Um, I did see Gnomes' um, one block on one wheel. That, that was. Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> and she's not even here Her to coming in front. She's not. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you? Date night. Blah. So, you know, um, I believe there was, I mean, Hayda was definitely a massive presence on that track, on the track for that, that bout. She was very much a big voice and, you know, um, yeah, big, big presence. And wasn't there a, was there a, Ejection on, on that game as well? Ejection, mini-meet for Inner West in her debut for the team. It was actually only in her third jam of the evening, so very early in the piece, she actually got ejected for gross misconduct on her entry to the penalty box. Um, really slammed in there and sent the chairs flying into the penalty timers, and we all know that in the new rule set, 
rule set, wanting to protect mm. our NSOs, etc. That was automatic, um, and there was really no question about it. It wasn't a demand a riot situation at all. It was definitely with some force, and she was, she sat out the rest of the game for her efforts, um, which was a big loss. I mean, Inner West went into that bout down a couple of skaters, probably two of their better skaters from round two, and, and maybe some of their leaders as well, uh, in Chevy Chase, who's a, a really strong jammer for them, and eliminate her um, a real anchor in the pack as far as defense goes. She's a bit of a wall, one-woman wall that's hard to get past and and can really tie that pack together. And both of them were out for that that bout. Um, I don't know if... Like, it wouldn't have made a difference as far as win-loss goes, but they might have been able to keep a couple more points at bay and, and maybe rack up a few more through Chevy as well. But Def- Definitely. Whack, whack Russell Terrier was um, exceptional again out there. She was... Uh, I love watching her skate and her enthusiasm, and um, yeah, she was a she was a big presence there for the um, Inner West girls. Yeah, and she picked up MVP uh, for her performance as well in that bout. Uh, the other big name for Inner West was a, a recent transfer, Vanity Bonfire from Western Sydney. We we said watch out for her uh, in our preview of round three, and it turned out to be pretty accurate because she racked up the most points for the Inner West girls or the Bulletproof West with 46 points to Vanity Bonfire and Whack Russell Terry, you mentioned, 22 points. For Southside, the Force, Fairy Bled, a big performance, 140 points. I don't think that'll be top this season. And right on her heels was Por Favor with 134, going up against her old team, actually. Uh, I know she was a little bit nervous going into the round, knowing that she's playing for her new team up against her old team that introduced her to Derby. And she definitely took to the challenge 134 points. Agridite with 57. And Apocalypse was the MVP for Southside. So that is basically round three had some pretty big implications as far as the table goes and what the playoff picture is going to look like, or sorry, the grand final picture, how it's all going to turn out at the end of the season. And after that round three, of course, Central Coast taking away the win, sit alone on top of the table now, undefeated, three wins from three games for nine points. Blue Mountains still sitting in second place. They've played three bouts as well and have gone two and one now with that loss to Central Coast. Southside Derby Dolls with the bye in round two have only played two bouts now and have split them one and one. So they're in third place. Inner West and Hard both losing their first two bouts of the season and sitting fourth and fifth. Hard in fifth place based on point differential only. The way it's sort of panning out now with Blue Mountains having that loss... It does open the open the door a little bit for S2D to 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 make a run at the playoffs if they um, can take a win in round four and then go to round five against Blue Mountains at home. So Central Coast, I think, are pretty much guaranteed to get through the grand final now. That'd be nice. Yeah. So I don't know if Central Coast has talked about it uh, or, or looked at the the finer details, but it's nearly it's practically guaranteed that you're in the grand final and going to be playing for the the five by five cup. Yay for us. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the final. Hurrah. <laughs> it's a pretty big thing, you know, to to be able to it get is. to round it's- three and na- not necessarily relax. You still obviously want to come out big in round four you for your final game of the, th- the season. But to know that you have that up your sleeve and you've, you've done a pretty good thing and come out on top of the table. I mean, we're really proud and um, it, it 
is a lot of teamwork in that and a lot of dedication from the girls. You know, I keep harping on about the training, but we do. We train really hard and there is a big expectation that if you're in the team that you do meet, you know, you step up and, and meet the requirements needed. You know, we don't send out uh, girls unless we're all good to go. Yeah, definitely. So it'll be exciting. Yeah, what, so are your predict- what, are, what are your predictions then? We've got round four coming up first, before we, so, which will you know, help shape what happens. But you know, I'm hoping Southside Derby Dolls obviously sneak into that second place and can go against CCRG in the grand final. We've got to get through Hard and Blue Mountains first. Um, so both teams can definitely throw a spanner in the works. And it's, it's not at all out of the question that Blue Mountains runs away with it and gets a rematch against Central Coast. Based on points alone, Inner West and Hard cannot yep. make the grand final. Not this year, anyway. <laughs> not this year. <laughs> Can obviously throw a spanner in the works and, and play that role that a lot of teams at the bottom like to do and just stuff up the teams at the top. Um, so if you happen to sneak a win in against, you know, in the last two bouts there, um, it can definitely throw, you know, put. Uh, Put it in jeopardy for Southside, and then in round five, it's going to be between. I mean, obviously, it's mathematically impossible for you know us to make the final sort of thing, but I still want to see us finish strongly in our last two bouts. So, um, I mean, if we take take you guys down, then so be. Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> can definitely stuff up our chances as far as Southside goes, but obviously, you play in the West in the fifth in the fifth round, and. Unfortunately, because we have double headers, there's five teams, only four teams play. Come the grand final, one team is going to sit out. So you've definitely got something to play for. Pretty like hard is going to be going hard. Forgive the pun. And so is in a west wanting to get that spot and play off for bronze uh, in the grand final. Anyway, this, that's definitely still up for grabs and not decided at all. But let's talk about round four. Round three, we've we've concluded and we've seen how the table lays out. But round four is the doubleheader, of course, at Southside's home this time. Each venue rotates each round. Southside gets the privilege of hosting round four of the 5x5. That's at Hurstville Leisure Centre this Saturday, June 15. Tickets still available from... Uh, just head over to 5x5derby.com and click on Buy Tickets Now. About one of the evening, we'll see Central Coast Roller Girls of Valkyries undefeated 3-0, taking on Inner West Roller Derby League's Bulletproof West 0-2 for the season. And then the second bout of the night, we'll have home team Southside Derby Dolls 1-1, taking on Hawkesbury, area roller, Hawkesbury Hills Area Roller Derby's Kamikazes 0-2. Blue Mountains have the bye in this round. Let's go through some of the rosters. Kiki, you want to do the honours for... Central Coast? Certainly. Um, coming in for captain, we've got Alitude, Alluring Kill, Bin Rowland, Tuckland Tracy, Cindy Slaughter, Abel Decker, Hazy Demon, Mel Teaser, Minnie Mayhem, Miss Rackers Bum Bum, Ratbag, Shell Destroyer, Teeny Flirtini. Mm. On the bench, we have myself, sorry, and the Okay, going up against the CCRG Valkyries is Inner West Roller Derby League's Bulletproof West, uh, led off by Vanity Bonfire, Silent Surprise, Buffy Stunners, Betty Rocker, Cheezer Maniac, Mini Meat, Peaches Be Trifling, one of the best names in Derby, I love it. Love it. Uh, Crystal Clear the Way, Meliminator, K 
Captain Kid Cat, Chevy Chase, Slaughter Melon, Whack Russell Terrier, and with the C on her arm for this one will be Mari Fury. Uh, I think they're giving that to her. She, that's going to be her last bout in Australia. She heads back to the UK after this round. So it's great that she's going to captain the side. Uh, alternate is La Leona. And on their bench is Flat Track Protocol, as usual, with Gory Newman. So a couple of changes, or one change anyway, for the Valkyries. Mm-hmm. Keeping it pretty much status quo, knowing that you've undefeated, winning all the time, might as well keep it pretty much the same throughout. But who's sort of coming in and out of the squad this round? Rackers Bum Bum, she's coming in again for this one. And Razzie, Razuka Bazooka, she's out for this one. She's tied up with some family commitments. Okay, so outside of Derby Life playing a part, Miss Rackers Bum Bum filling in. Yes. Okay, and a few more changes for Inner West, looking to retool. Obviously, that I mentioned in the round three recaps that Eliminate Her and Chevy Chase were out and are key members of that squad, and they come back in. So we've got Peaches Be Trifling making her way into the team. Clear the way, Eliminate Her, Chevy Chase, and Slaughter Melon. Out are Becca Kazi, Helter Skelper, Risk Taker, Lucy Flaps, and La Leona in the alternate spot, also out of the... Initial lineup, anyway. Um, so five in, five out. Some big changes there for Inner West, hoping to put together the best team against CCRG. What are you thinking about this bout, Kiki? I mean, for us, we're not going to go in and and um, we're not going in with a headspace that I, I think the Western, the Inner West girls are going to come back um, from the last game and they're going to have a lot of drive and, and a lot of commitment to um, run a good bow and play some clear-headed hard derby. So we are not taking this one as it's going to be a walk in the park, but we're going in with a level head and hopefully have a really good game. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Syl, what do you got for this one? Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to not, you know, to look past, you know, CCRG picking up the win. Um, like, I mean, from what I've seen of Inner West before, like, I mean, I know they're going to give it their all, but, I mean, Central Coast aren't going to take the foot off the pedal and I see them winning it quite comfortably. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably have to agree with that. As much as I love Inner West, um... They're, they're still young. They're still learning. They've got a lot, a lot better. Even in just the two bouts this season, they've got more um, stronger skaters coming in for this round. I don't know if if CCRG do let their foot off the pedal, and you got to keep them to it, Kiki. But if you know they can relax, they've made the grand final. They actually don't have to win this game at all. You can lose this game as long as it's not by a million points. If you lose this game you're still guaranteed a spot. I don't think anyone's going to overtake you on points, so don't let, yeah, <laughs> don't I let think, them sleep. I think the girls, are going, the girls, though, I mean, you know, the girls, they live each day as it comes and it's the same sort of thing with our sport, you know, um, with the sport of um, roller derby. We, we go into each game and play it as each game. So where we're sitting at the moment is a great spot and, yeah, we don't have to go, like, 100 miles an hour to, and to pull off a big major point scoring win, but we just go in to play the game and, and have a good game. And we want to do that for both for, for both teams. You know, you don't want to go in there. Um, to You never want to go in against a team that's going, you know, excuse, half-arsed. Definitely not. No, because it, it, 
in Derby, we all know that if you take that attitude, it can definitely backfire. And against yeah. a squad like Inner West, their up-and-comers are getting better every round. Or every definitely. time they take to the track, they're going to get better and better. Oh, and Inner West, as far as their preparation goes for this round, I know they just had about two weeks ago against Western Sydney Rollers' home team, Circuit Breakers. They unfortunately did go down in that one, losing to the Circuit Breakers, but it was definitely a, a bigger score put up, and I think each, each time they, they go out, they're learning a little bit more, and they're showing that they want to learn and be better by actually taking on these bouts in between 5x5 five five rounds um, with... You know, a little bit of experience in there now as well. They're, they're learning it more and more. I think they're going to take a big loss from Southside and learn from that. They, Even though there was a big loss, they had a lot of fun. They were all smiles and giggles the whole way through. Um, I would expect that this one, considering Central Coast Valkyries and what your girls are like, this is going to be a really fun bout and everyone's going to be smiling <laughs> on both teams, I think, regardless of what the scoreboard says at the end. There may be some dancing. There may be some dancing, but yeah, uh, I think CCRG with the win there. Second bout of the evening is going to see Hards Kamikazes taking on Southside Derby Dolls, The Force, S2D2 is The Force. Who we got lining up for Hard this time round, Zill? Okay, so this round we have um, our captain, Lola Ebola, uh, Decomposition, Butter Scream, Apulia Hair, Matron of Pain. Kelly May, Punky Brawlstar, Crackerjack, Dislocate, Temper Tramp, Poison Pout, Chemical Fog, Posh Deckham, and Regurgiscator. Um, for alternate, we have Ruthalu the Rex, uh, Benchies a Positive, and myself. Uh, taking on hard, uh, S2D2 is the force. Uh, leading that off is Denominator, Cyclone Silla, Danny Hell, Killer B, Captain is London Brawling, Britney Spear Tackle, Cat Fink, Por Favor, Shona Mercy, Glam Torino, Fairy Bled, Impure Blonde, Apocalypse, and Agridite. Alternate for the day is Haterade, and they're benched, of course, by Aprila the Hun and Tweak and Destroy on lineups. So... That lineup you mentioned for hard there, Silv. A few more names from last time. Yep, and it's actually the very first time ever that we've been able to list a team of 14. So, yeah, that's something new as well for us. So, um, I guess we'll see how we go. We have more players to rotate now. And who's coming into the team? Um, okay, so, well, for what? For this particular bout? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so for this bout, we've got Matron of Pain coming in, Crackerjack, Poison Pout, Chemical Fog. So that gives you the um, full 14? Yeah, for the first time ever, so yeah, this should be fun, trying uh, to work out who to put on the track. I think Matron was was definitely missed in that last bout in round two, one of the yep, veterans definitely. there. What's preparation been like for Hard coming into the round? Um, Just, um... Just working on tactics and stuff like that. I mean, we had um, we had what some um, shortstop and oh man, Bambi came out from Canberra to teach our jammers, like you know, some more effective ways of getting through the pack and stuff like that. So hopefully that's going to help with us scoring points. Um, and just also working basically on defense as well and trying different tactics. So try and you know make it a bit harder for the opposition. So. I guess we're going to see how that goes. Now, some of these uh, girls coming in, I know uh, they played a role in the first 
to ra- first round, sorry. Um, but Cracker Jack, Poison Power, Chemical Fog. Chemical Fog, I haven't seen that name before. Yeah, she's, um, well, for us, yeah, it's, it'll be her first bout. So she was in that uh, tournament in Canberra over the long weekend, like with that Licorice All Sorts team. But yeah, this is her first bout for us. So, oh, well, in terms of um, interleague, but yeah, she was in that intraleague bout a few weeks ago. So. Um, looking forward to seeing her. She's pretty slippery, that one, so might be a bit hard to stop her. So she's a jammer. That's one thing that I'm really liking about 5x5 is that we've obviously got each month we've got our round and, and each team is focused and prepared for that, but you can see how committed the teams are by the things they're doing outside of 5x5. Uh, hard having their first intraleague bout this year in between rounds, and then a few of the skaters going down to Skaturian and skating in the Licorice All Sorts, racking up some big experience, some big sort of game experience there, especially for, like you said, Chemical Fog never having interleague bouted before, making sure she gets some runs on the board before facing off in 5x5. I like that sort of thing. No, definitely. Like, I mean, obviously, like, the, the lessons that we learned from that first bat against Central Coast, like, the guys are just sort of like, you know, with each round, they're just trying to, you know, you know, work harder for the team and try and become better skaters. So, hopefully, it'll, it'll start paying off. Uh, as far as changes for Southside Derby Dolls go, it's fairly similar to the last round. The only change is Haterade actually moves to the alternate spot and Britney Spear Tackle moves into the 14. Um, that was based on attendance. Haterade not meeting attendance requirements this month. We've got a lot of things going on at work and we stick strong to our attendance policies at S2D2. And, um, Britney Spear Tackle will fill in no problems whatsoever. Obviously played with the team before and last year and a big part of that lineup. So what are your predictions for this bout? Me? Um, I mean, I hope it's closer than when we batted each other last year. Um, of course, I'm, of course, I'm going to say, you know, I hope my team wins. Um, I mean, you know, I suppose it's, it might hit you guys a little bit Haterade and Alton instead of being like on the, you know, on the opening team, but I mean, it's disrespectful to the rest of your guys saying, "Oh, because Hater's not playing," that you know, it's you know, it's going to be like a closer bout. Like it's still going to be a tough bout because you've got some amazing players on there. So I'm just hoping, you know, my guys, you know, stick to what we've been doing at training, and hopefully, you know, we do a good job on Saturday night, bring it all together. Kiki, what do you reckon? Oh, look, I, I'd love to see Hard mess up the. The figures, as you say, a little bit, um, and come off with a win. Uh, at this stage, you guys are both both teams are skating out with equal number in in the team, which is always a good thing. Um, I think it may be that S two D two does take it out. However, in this case, I'd love though for the kamikazes to come out a winner. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you would. You I'm both. sure you would. <laughs> Um, that would be funny. I do yeah, think Southside will win. Based on the last round, they showed a lot of a lot of um, attack, a lot of defence, and they can do a, do some good things. I think the more time they spend together, the re- we sort of said the 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 reason why not, not taking anything away from Central Coast in round one. Your girls are always amazing. They've proven that round in round out. 
um, being at the top of the table, but I think it was just too early for the team as far as the new coaching system, blooding in new players, that sort of thing in the gelling process. Of that, They've now had a few months together. They've had a few bouts. They recently played um, Wollongong B team in a real nail-biter. It came away, I think it was only 20 points difference or something like that. It came down to the last jam anyway, um, and Wollongong won that one. But they're definitely coming together more as a team and every training session I see it more and more that they're, they're bonding and they're, they're really working well together we actually had about uh, a scrimmage yesterday or not yesterday yeah yesterday sorry a scrimmage on Sunday against Inner West and um, Western Sydney sort of a combined mashup team and you know they, they've definitely still got some things to work on I think there are some gaps uh, like chinks in the armour that if Hard were able to take advantage of they could definitely put some points on on a on a weakened pack sometimes, but um, they're well aware of their issues and they're going to do what they can to close them up as well. Uh, I am predicting a win for Southside, but I do think that hard. Although we won last year, there were definitely some physical things that we struggled with. That hard pack, the the walls that you hard can put up, the kamikazes is just so strong and so big. I mean, some of our smaller girls last year were were relegated to the bench a lot of the time because it was just so difficult to swim through that pack. And if you can do that again and really pull together, I think it's definitely going to be a lot closer than what some people are probably predicting. Although I do think the force will come away with the win. I am expecting a, a much stronger improvement and a, and a good bout on the evening anyway from kamikazes in the force. Of course, the way that all plays out, like I said, will affect what happens in the final and basically every bout is a is a must win for Southside. If they want to do get in they have to they have to basically beat Hard in this one. Or I mean they could they could probably lose to Hard, beat Blue Mountains and then go on point differential, but they're not gonna to want to do that. They're really gonna to wanna to have to win this one and then beat Blue Mountains at home, which comes is a must win. And of course hard probably, you know, fighting to stay out of that bottom spot as well. Um bit of pride on the line and come out strong too. So there's definitely always something on the line in five by five. The stakes are always high and there's no real dead rubbers in the whole thing whatsoever. So that's round four of the 5x5 five five tournament. I'm excited. Are you girls looking forward to it? Hell yes. Pumped. <laughs> it's on Saturday at Hurstville. Tickets still available. Head over to 5x5derby.com. We're going to have Inner West Roller Derby League's Bulletproof West taking on Central Coast Roller Girls Valkyries. In the second bout of the evening, we'll see Hards Kamikazes taking on S2D2's The Force. Get your tickets. Join us at the after party at the Freaky Peaky Inn. Um, it's going to be a hell of a night. Freaky Peaky? The Peakhurst Inn. Oh. Col- colloquially known in the area as the Peaky. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be buses going, courtesy buses. STD2 uh, really looking to put on a good evening for all the fans out there. So make sure you head on over to 5x5derby.com, pick up your tickets. We're going to talk about all the things that happened in round four. After uh, before round five, obviously, and had come back with the next episode of the Five by Five podcast. But until then, I've been the Big Kahuna. I've been Sylve, and I've been Kiki Chaos. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> Question mark. Sure. I'm getting there. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs>